0: You know how to whistle, don't you, Steve? You just put your lips together and...
1: Love. Love, 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 love.
0: Prepare to be
1: astonished!
2: to headline this this is the first podcast of 2017 and uh, actually it's the first podcast since the halloween triple feature which goes to show how sporadic these podcasts tend to be from time to time seriously hoping to make these more frequent in the future um now today's show is um oh oh sorry i just found some bubble wrap under my desk and i was just moving it but uh I got it caught underneath my wheels and my, and my chair. Um, maybe this is just one of those new recurring themes of the show. Um, I think uh, we can call it the Foley sound interruption. I think last time we had fireworks, but uh, at least bubble wrap is supposed to be de stressing. It's not as intrusive as uh, a fireworks. Um, it's supposed to be incredibly relaxing um better put it in another way though some folks might get aroused by that so the last thing i want to do is attract uh, a fetish audience or or do i go on just just one more Come on, I, I feel as though i'm starting to get a little bit anxious just need a i just need to de-stress a little bit oh yeah so in this episode uh we're going to head into the world of colombo yeah and that's exactly why i've got the uh, the bubble wrap that makes sense That's why it was underneath the desk. Uh, it just sounds like a gunshot. There we go, we just lost another one. Oh, there goes another. I better put these two together back to back because I'm running out of bullets. Thank you. This guy on the internet, called Columbophile has an encyclopedic knowledge of everything to do with Columbo, from the series, episodes, guests, um, the history of the show, the ins and outs, everything. Um, He's been present on the internet um, as Columbophile since 2011, since he moved to Australia. And um, he's gathered a truly positive following uh, from people who all share the same um, love, for the show and also the love for Peter Folk as, as being Columbo for such a long time and being truly the only Columbo that there can be. I don't think anybody else could ever play that role, even though we do discuss that a little bit in the, in the, uh, the podcast. Um, now I've been a Columbo fan ever since uh, forever. And, uh, even though I can't remember the name of episodes or, um, the, the name of many guest stars, um, You know, it's a part of my... It was a part of my Saturday afternoon routine as a teenager, just watching that. And uh, there's a a few things that stick out. um, But, you know, it was probably provided me with the notion that crime simply does not pay. Hey, hey. That's right, people. Crime doesn't pay. It really doesn't. And I think I need to put a light on a few subjects. Uh, maybe, maybe I just need to clear my conscience on a few issues. Um, because, you know, everybody remembers their first murder. Oh, hang on. Sorry. That's a bit of a typo on the... Let me start again. Everybody remembers their first crime. For me, it was an accident. Purely accidental i left uh, a shop it was wilkinson's shop and um i remember the place it was in newark i think it was newark um that's not newark new jersey that would be newark in um, nottinghamshire and i i left the store with a pencil sharpener in my pocket i just completely forgot that i had it i picked it up and i put it in my pocket and um i was it was no more than eight or nine at the time and when I realized, I immediately turned myself in. I ran back to the store and I I got hold of one of the, the staff members and I was crying. I remember this very well. I was crying. She, she took the pencil sharpener. She said it didn't matter that I was allowed to return to my to my life um, free from persecution. Um, I didn't have to go to court that day. Thank goodness. Prison would have been hell for me anyway, so... Uh, So, uh, you know, I I think I've always tried to lead an honest life, but my problem is that um, whatever force is out there in the universe, it won't let me get away with anything. That Even the most innocent simplest things. There's no way. I just get called out on anything. Um, I I simply have to stand for a higher standard of behavior, apparently. So, So we all leave it at that, and that's it. You know. I do however remember the time when somebody actually committed a murder for me. Um oh no, sorry. That's that, again, that's a typo. Bad typo. I mean who who the heck is writing this copy? Damn it. I do remember somebody stealing something for me. Um I really wanted to have the uh, the Terminator soundtrack on cassette. Um, but I, I went out shopping with this friend from school, I can't remember her name, and I went out without any money. So when I, I, I said I really wanted it, it was on cassette in this second hand um, uh, music store. And uh, I was like, oh, I really would love to have that. Um, the girl who came shopping with me, she swiped it and then gave it to me afterwards. And, uh, you know, it was only a couple of bucks, so I didn't think anything of it. I thought that she'd uh, actually just bought it for me, just to be nice, to try to give her money for it. No, 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 she refused. So uh, it was only a few years, um, well, the, actually, the end of uh, the end of the course, when she, when I uh, parted away, she told me that she'd stolen it. And I was like, no way! So um, anyway, I, I wasn't too worried, because the shop had turned into a nightclub by then. This isn't quite stealing, but I, I also had an open tab at an Italian restaurant over in Boston. That's Boston, Lincolnshire, not Boston, Massachusetts. Just in case you think that I do have this life um, abroad in the United States, I I, I don't. I've been to Fargo. <laughs> I've been to Minnesota. I've, I've seen a little bit of New York for a couple of minutes, literally. Um, but that's it, you know. So um, yeah, Boston, Lincolnshire. I, I used to love this Italian restaurant, and I used to, I used to eat out a lot, and I loved their fruits de mer with pasta every time going in there. And I, I just thought it was just incredible. And um, they were great owners; they were very nice to me. I used to go in there and eat on my own, and um, they would always let me pay when payday came at the end. So if it was if I was short of money, being a student. Um, they just they just kept a tab open for me. Um, it's what we did. Um, I think it was the end of the term, and I hadn't paid my tab. The business disappeared over the summer. When I returned the following semester, it was closed, gone, and I, I felt I felt a little bit guilty. And every so often, I do think ah, I never paid that tab. It, 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 I don't know. It just it just sticks to me. I don't know why. Um, brushes with the law. I don't think I've had. Oh, oh, wait. Yes. Okay. I think. Um, um this is quite interesting. Um, this actually happened in Australia. My housemate was constantly being pulled over for speeding, and so there's a couple of times where the the police actually uh, came to the house to speak with him about it. Um. So there was a there were two incidents where I opened the door to police officers and on both incidents I was actually just on the phone to my mother back in the UK I, <laughs> and I always said um, hang on mom um, I've got to go there are police officers at the door I, I need to go and uh, <laughs> deal with something and I always called her back and she always understood she, she, the second time around she, she kind of figured it out She's very, uh, very open-minded. But it was just funny that each time i um, calling my mother in the UK from, uh, from Australia and saying that there are police officers on the doorstep. And, um, yeah, where, where is this guy? He's over there. It was a share house. So, yeah, Well, I didn't like that guy that much. Oh, but there is there's also, okay, there's just, just one, one last thing. Okay, there's just one more thing. Thank you. That's that's my uh, Columbo impression of the episode. Uh, this is incredibly embarrassing. Um, again, it was Boston, England. I was cycling home drunk early in the early hours of the night. After a big night out, um, I didn't have lights on my bicycle and I was eating fast food in the middle of the road. When the police stopped me, um, one of them asked me, you know, are you taking the piss? I uh I think I got slapped with we a fine for that one and um I've led a clean life ever since. There we go. So that's really it. I mean I'm no murders, no skeletons in the closet. There's nobody underneath the uh the patio here. I'm safe from any visits from the lieutenant. So anyway, let's get to the main portion of the podcast where I talk to Columbophile. And um Columbophile the name of as well, if you want to make, get the right spelling, it's not Columbo File with an F. It's P-H-I-L-E. So um, make sure you get that right. He also has the um, the WordPress blog, columbophile.wordpress. And um, he not only writes articles, but he converses with fans about their thoughts about the show. There is an episode guide on his blog, uh, not to mention episode recaps for every show. Um, there are regular meetups uh, for live tweeting, it's it's extremely good for creative writers as well to um to be able to dissect and explore and uh and still enjoy something for what it really is. A very good series that you can watch over and over again. Um so and and if you don't actually have Columbo on DVD or Blu ray, I'm not actually saying that I don't know if it has been on Blu-ray. Um, but it's definitely available on DVD you can get a really good price on that one on amazon most of the time the box set is there um smoke some cigars go buy some chili get the dvd box set and sit down and just watch them okay it, it is definitely money well spent and time well spent um so let's go to the conversation here dialing in is the lieutenant Columbo colombo file from sydney australia bag it up good morning hello how are you hello great are you coming through quite strong that's good
1: oh great yeah i can hear you nicely here as well
2: fantastic and uh yeah how are you doing
1: I'm a bit hot. I've turned the air conditioning off. We live in a pretty old house, and it's a very loud air conditioning unit. And so the heat is building instantly oh, now no. that I've turned it off. Oh, well, will so, right. stay hydrated and stay safe. I've got Don't. a nice old glass of squash in front of me, so I'll, I'll I'll be able to make it through. I'm sure
2: you'll be able to make it through. Well, we'll we'll try and uh, speed through it for you, so you're not going to pass out by the end. But if you are uh, if you're sorry, in a, no, Ross, if you it. are in trouble, then you let me know.
1: I'll let you know, yeah. But I can talk about Colombo till the cows come home.
2: Yeah, I've um, I, I I've noticed that it. it's it's uh, it's just there doesn't seem to be an end with him. Is he's, he's very uh, lucrative character? There's so much you can cover. Uh, mm. So I'm I'm pretty pleased that uh, there's somebody out there who who is uh, like yourself who is not only just a fan but you're a fan who's managed to gather people together. Mm. Um. And um, yeah, but I'm all,
1: very pleased with how that worked. And, and there's just still such a lot of love for the, the character as well. So it's, you know, it's taken a while to the big audience, but it's always you know, there's a lot of a lot of um, decent folk out there. So there's there's not really any ever any any haters out there when it comes to Columbo.
2: That's it. That's it. That's um, and I, I don't see why there would be as well. It'd be, it'd be a very strange <laughs> trolling culture that uh, would, would would yeah you, wouldn't make you sense. You would think
1: so, but. You know, you never know. There's, there's some, you know, there's some horrid folk in the world. But yeah, mm-hmm. they seem to steer away from Colombo.
2: Yep. So you, you actually, um, you started the 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 Twitter account back in 2011, and uh, now yes. it's 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 pretty much you are yeah. you are the go-to guy. Um, did did you expect that when you started started uh, tweeting about Colombo? Did you expect to have such a following, or were you just making a modest uh, thing for for fans?
1: Um, yeah, I didn't really have any expectations when I when I went into it. Um, there was someone else was using a at Peter Fork account, but I think you know that that might still be live, but has only ever had about a hundred tweets ever. So I just went into it sort of seeing that I'm going to see if I can connect with a new audience, a new type of people, because mm-hmm. most of my friends don't really like Colombo very much. Uh, I was using Twitter for work purposes anyway, so I thought well I'll set up a, a Twitter account, see how I get on, because this would just have to. Uh, Peter Fort died, I, I think, it, if, if I remember correctly, when I set up the mm-hmm. account, and um, yeah, it just went from there. So I remember when I first got to a hundred followers, I thought, wow, God, this is ace that a hundred people are interested in what I'm doing, and then it just it just really went from there. And mm-hmm. I really, I think I, I worked it out that I was picking up about one follower every ten tweets until I got to a, a thousand. Followers, and then it, it just sort of took on a life of its own since then. I think you know, I've just ticked over five thousand followers now, uh, and that's not a whole lot, you know, in the grand scheme of things. But you know, I only ever tweet about Colombo on that, so yeah, know, as a, yeah, as a niche audience, that's the. I'm pretty happy with that. And as you say, i um, I think I'm the number one resource on on Twitter. I think if people search for Colombo, my profile is always on there. That's I'm it. pretty active on there. I've got a good um, level of engagement with the fans on there. A lot of people that I've known on Twitter now for years as well. Who are a great bunch, and then I've expanded out into Facebook and Instagram and the blog in the last couple of years as well.
2: That's it. You've got the WordPress blog, which is also Columbophile. And um, yes. that's – that's um, yeah, so it's it's incredible. And and to, to say about numbers, I mean, you, you may say that 5,000 is quite low, but that's 5,000 people who are actually genuinely listening to what you have to say. Um, mm. I, I think the numbers go that if you go anywhere over 50,000, then – you're going to have to kind of hope for the best that the, the thousands of people at least that are going to be listening. So I think we're having yep. five thousand solid followers. It's uh, it, it just means you've got a good good uh, good following, and uh, that's more than you can ever ask for.
1: Yes, and I'm very happy. And, and as I say, they're they're a very good, very friendly bunch, and a very knowledgeable bunch. A lot of them as well. So you know, yeah. I'm thinking of stuff that I don't know about when you know I'm interacting with the guys on Twitter.
2: That's it. I mean, um, so now you you live in Australia, and uh, yes, that, that was a surprise to me. I, I uh, of course, first of all, when I when I started following you in two thousand and twelve, I thought you were, would be from from the states, because mm-hmm. that was always an assumption. You tend to you like to keep your your uh, personal life quite private, so I won't delve too much. But uh, you uprooted uh, from Great Britain. You can. Tell by your accent, but <laughs> yeah, but uh, how long ago was that? When did you get, get over to Australia?
1: I uh, moved to arrived in Australia in the middle of 2011, August 2011.
2: So, all this is kind um, of yeah, at the same time.
1: So, really, yeah, it all, it all happened really since then, since, since I moved here. Really, I, I really mm-hmm. started getting into uh, Colombo on Twitter. Um, and yeah, so five and a half years here now, no real plans to go back. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, many people are surprised when I say, oh, I'm I'm from Australia." And um, although I'm not Australian, mm-hmm. most people I think have got that that assumption straight away that I am, am from America.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: And and, and there's, there's not a lot of Australian fans of Colombo out here. I mean, I, I know a handful of people. In fact, probably not even a handful of people that that are aware of the show. And they tend to be older people. A former mm-hmm. colleague used to know the show, and we would used to sometimes talk about it if she'd seen an episode over the weekend. But there's not yeah. a big uh, following for Colombo out here at all. You know, there's 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 really you know very few people, even on Twitter. You know, there's there's just a, a handful of followers from Australia, and the vast majority uh, from the UK and and America, as you'd probably expect.
2: Absolutely, yeah. And you know, for Australia, I never, I was never able to kind of pinpoint a. Uh, uh the 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 thing that that really gets them going and i think uh, because of the climate and the weather mm. they're more outdoors they're more more yep. about going out um than than watching the television as you said you you don't watch a lot of australian television really no. so it's um yeah um but um but why why columbo i mean how did you come to find columbo were you, was it when you were very young when you when you first watched um, him
1: yeah, first first memories of the show in the late 80s, I would have been about 10 years old, mm-hmm. and um, I just remember being at my granddad's house, he used to live on the south coast of England, and you know, just sort of generally being quite bored when you're at your grandparents' house sometimes, Oh yeah. you're older than the age of five. Yeah. And so, he, you know, Colombo was on, and it was the Bye Bye Sky High IQ murder, uh, murder case, um, with Theo Bickle, and I was just sort of sit watching that, and Bickle was just, I don't know, quite a mesmerizing performance from him in that sort of big and bearded and boisterous and, and mm-hmm. laughing and exhibiting this, this intelligence. And he's a whole big fella. Um, and that really drew me into the episode. And as I was watching it, my granddad came and he said, Ah, oh, Colombo, he's great, isn't he?
0: Oh, just in time, sir. Perfect. I want you to see this. Now, I want you to see what happens, sir, when the record finishes. It was really very thoughtful of you, sir, to give this Victrola to the club. Well, I enjoy sure giving pleasure. I hope those explosions didn't frighten you, sir. Just experimenting. So, ah, finished. Now watch. It glides across the record, and it goes to this point right here. Then it goes back again, past this point here, right here. And then it goes all the way back again, and it rests on this McCall. Now, I want you to notice this, sir. Here on this watchmacallit. Right here. Funny little scratches. Here. And here. Do you see those, sir? Yes. A tiny clamp with teeth. Sergeant Burke thinks baby alligator clamps. Now a funny thing. You remember Miss Eisenbach got a long-distance call? Yes, from her father. In Memphis. The call came in just after you left Mr. Hastings and went downstairs. (laughs) Lieutenant Columbo. And then the call was interrupted. She had a hang-up when she heard the shots. If you say so.
1: And this was the first episode I watched. I really enjoyed it. I remember seeing a couple of others on the back of that Try and Catch Me with Ruth Gordon. Uh, And also, it was around the time when the the new Columbo episodes were coming out. So I I remember seeing... um, Columbo Goes to the Guillotine, that would have been one of the first few episodes, I thought. And actually mm. really remember that very fondly until I revisited it again in the 2000s, and it doesn't stand the test of time
2: well, gener- um, quite well. Your favorite episode is the Bye-Bye, um, I can't remember the title of it now, the Bye-Bye episode. Yeah. It's one of your favorites, yes. as I see on your list. And usually it, there's a sense of nostalgia assigned to that. And mm. yeah, uh, because you also mentioned the Roof Gordon episode. Um yes. And that was my first episode. That was my going into it. And I remember that extremely fondly. And um, when, one of your favorites now. That's one of my favorites now, simply because it was just, it, it was mesmerizing what was going on in that show.
1: About that. I, mean, I, I didn't mm-hmm. really watch Colombo. I wasn't um, an aficionado to it by any means. I, mm. you know, I went to Australia. I came back. Um, and then I was living in a house up in Yorkshire mm-hmm. uh, with my girlfriend, now, now Mrs. Colombo and Uh Columbo was constantly on repeat up there, so we got into it, and I told her what a good show it was, and we enjoyed watching that, and then Columbo finally came out on DVD, so that would have been probably about 2003, Mm. so I sort of snapped up the first series box set straight away, that would have been about £35 then, just for season one, and you can get the whole box set now, all the series for for less money than that.
2: I know, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah,
1: it's such great value, the box set, (laughs) Um, but then I really became an avid fan again then, so Mm. watching it, a lot of it. Couldn't wait for the next series to come out on DVD. I was ordering it from Amazon in America so I could get it as soon as it came out there. Didn't care how much it cost, just wanted all the episodes. And um, yeah, it, it just went from there. And then, you know, 10 years later, here I am blogging about it. The love of the show has never gone away. And I'm, you know, arguably enjoying it more than ever because now I've got, uh, you know, an outlet to share that mm. love and that enthusiasm with a lot of other people. And, you know, see that there's a lot of love still for the show.
2: That's it, and, and, and even though I struggle with remembering the the titles of episodes or or the guest stars, um, mm. I, I was uh, if if you put Star Trek: The Next Generation in front of me, I'll be able to tell you what what an episode is within seconds. But um, yeah. you know, it's but it's like that if you if you're that invested in something. It doesn't mm. go away, and, and, and it's just this uh, this stored information that uh, you know if you don't have an outlet for it, it just stays in, yeah. and uh, it's it, it, yeah. so much more validating to just share it, definitely. And that's you
1: know, the social media age has been has been a really good one for me, a really interesting mm. one for me, just by being able to find those you know that shared point of interest, and that's what you know social media is good for, mm-hmm, definitely. Um, finding those those connections as well, but also you know being able to blog about it. You know, I, I'm a writer. I work in corporate comms in the day job, but a lot of that is you know sort of safe corporate on brand writing. Um, so mm. you know moving away from a position where you can really write with your heart, you know, because you you can't be as free as you'd like in that type of writing. That's so it. being able to write about Colombo, I love something I know well, and I can put a bit of my character and personality into that writing. I found that really rewarding. And now that the Colombo blog is my creative outlet. Um, mm. In a way that I haven't had for a few years since I was a, a young writer when I was, you know, writing all sorts of interesting features.
2: That's it. So you you come from a creative writing background, background, and yeah. uh, now it's more it's more technical advertorial writing. Is that right?
1: Uh, yes, and marketing planning mm. and campaigns and yeah, yeah, yeah content very very specifically content, about yeah. the services we offer. Yeah, which is by its very nature. And difficult to be very creative with.
2: That's it, and 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 I've I've been there as well, where I've had to write um, um, not so much editorials, but um, um, process sheets for uh, businesses, Mm -hmm. uh, instructional, and and you know you you can only go so far with how how loose you can be with the language. So having an outlet, having an outlet is perfect. And um, yes, and so so now let's uh, let's let's kind of get into the uh, the ideas of of Columbo as a series um back in mm. nbc the first episode wasn't an actually an episode was that a tv movie prescription murder
1: yeah so yeah prescription murder based on the the stage play uh, written by mm. levinson and link the show creators i think that first aired in the early 60s maybe 1962 um, and it's a very different type of colombo um mm. that we see in that episode you can see you know the 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 fundamentals of the character are there but you know when they made that it wasn't intended it was going to become a series it was just it was just a one off it was quite theatrical in how it was performed and acted that's it and colombo yeah. was a bit was a bit more direct he wasn't quite you know, the same character and, and you know I, I do really like prescription murder hmm. but it isn't colombo as we come to know and love him and you know, what i would argue is that if colombo had remained the same as he was in that character, we wouldn't love him. We wouldn't love him in the same way we do. But when Fork really took on the role, it became a series, and he really affected the nuances of the role, exactly. some of which were you know, fledgling in prescription murder. He really became a character that was so interesting to watch and so lovable to watch that, you know, your heart was really with him. And, and I think that, that's the, the great thing about the series as well as you know, Fork really perfected the character he did it very quickly mm-hmm. so certainly you know by the end of season one and particularly season two he really yeah, he knew the character inside out and that's what keeps the show engaging for me
0: morning doctor yeah good morning what the hell is this i had to cancel two sessions because of your phone call idiotic phone call i'm sorry sir i thought it was important uh, what do we got here the famous ritz brothers sergeant kramer officer henriks officer get R- on with it I have that paper. You wanted me to let you know when I had proof. Is that it? That piece of paper? Proof? Well, yes or no? It's an autopsy report. So? Nadia Donna did not commit suicide. She was murdered. We found evidence of barbiturates in her system. Lieutenant, Nadia Donna didn't die of barbiturates. Her death was a little bit more dramatic. A leap from a fifth floor balcony. She thought she was going swimming. You told her that. You programmed her. Have you gotten anything or not? I have a telephone call. What phone call? You called her. I deny it. That officer found the receiver off the hook when he broke through a locked door. Congratulations, that it? Why'd she take off her clothes before she jumped? You tell me. Why'd she put her valuables in her shoe? Because she thought she was going swimming. Lieutenant, forgive me for interrupting. We could speculate all day on how Nadja died wouldn't mean a damn thing. The problem with your theory is you have no proof, do you? Yes or no? You're under arrest. What for? murder you better have a warrant i have a you're right doctor i can't prove that he killed mrs Donner, but i can prove that he killed mr Donner.
2: you, you can't imagine anybody else in the role and mm. i'm hoping because of that fact that um that they're just going to leave it alone um do you feel the same way that, that if 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 there was to to be a, a, a revival you'd hope that it was wouldn't happen or would you actually welcome a revival of the series? Um,
1: yeah, I, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it and uh, um, mm-hmm. no, wouldn't have my, my heart in it. I have written about this as well on, on the blog as well. I, I okay. can see the fores and against Ovin. Personally, I don't think anyone could ever do a job as good as Peter Fork. Mm-hmm. I think therefore, you know, in my heart of hearts I think they should leave it. You know, I, People can discover the show, that would be great. But on the on the flip side, if if a reboot was done, and I'm sure at some point it will be done. As long as it was done very well, I think if they kept it rooted in the 70s, which I think is the, is the spiritual home of the show, it's when the show is its most effective. Definitely. And you know, before all this, you know, modern tech that helpfully solved crimes with about, it all—it was all about, you know, Columbo solving it with his wits. They kept it in that setting, and they had an actor that was really. You know, sympathetic to the to the original character and really um, respectful mm. of it, then it could do well. And then you know the the benefit of that would be that it would introduce a lot more people to the yeah. to the joys of the original series, and and that wouldn't be a bad thing.
2: Yeah, the only way I can see that ever ever happening to it would be uh, uh, the the young Lieutenant Columbo story. Mm-hmm. That would probably be about the only thing that they could do really. That would yeah, actually. I, I...
1: Yeah, I've, I've thought that they could do that, and I've actually thought that they could mm-hmm. do a series of novels, perhaps exploring the, um, the the young lieutenant about how he became the way he was, because I think there is a streak of anger in him that we sometimes see, very rarely. So he's obviously had to work very hard to to constrain that so that he doesn't really give away any of his real personality. So maybe a younger Columbo, we could see, I don't know, maybe he blew a case or two because he let his anger get, get on top of him, something yeah. like that. That yeah. sort of character development would be really interesting. Um but I'd, I, you know, Mark Ruffalo has been the name most most often linked to, to Reboot in Colombo. Okay. I think he would be very good, actually. I think he's a very good actor. He really, really respects the show. He loves, you know, Peter Falk's interpretation of Colombo. Um, I think he's got the hair to do it. Um, Quite possibly, yeah? He, yeah. Yeah. Yeah he's just almost getting too old now because he's nearly 50 and Forks started doing Columbo when he was 40. Mm, so yeah. they're going to do it. They were going to do it pretty soon. And what yeah. I wouldn't want to see is they just did a, you know, a big screen version of it, a film version. And then, and then they let it go. It would have to be, I think they could do a film version and then, which would lead into, you know, maybe a six part event TV series, mm. not dissimilar to the amount of the amount of episodes they would have in a series of Columbo anyway. So it was six, seven or eight really high quality episodes that could work for mm, me. Yeah. If the calibre of the, the guest stars was suitably good and I'm sure it would be now for a show of, of Colombo's reputation. Uh and you know, as long as they didn't just annoyingly bring it into the you know, the two thousand and tens and have Colombo yeah. smoking e-cigarettes or something like that it would just be it would just be horrible vaping colombo can you imagine
2: that oh
1: my it would just be rolling in his grave if that happens it would be i really hope they don't that's the sort of thing that could happen if it gets into the wrong hands but i think from what i've heard that the people that do want to bring colombo back i think are saying all the right things so it's just you know whether universal wants it to to come back as well is going to be the, the the big thing so well, wait and see. I'm not holding my breath for it. I don't expect no, no. to see anything in the, next, in the next couple of years. But I think I would definitely watch it, and um, I'd be very interested in how it works. But I can't imagine it would ever be as good as the the seventies versions. That's
2: right. And I I've seen. Um, I went to see Dirt Benedict perform as Columbo um, because Prescription Murder, of course, as you said, was a play. Um, mm. I saw him performing as as Columbo in Manchester. And it, oh yeah, how was that? Uh, well he gave a solid performance but of put of, he did a, a portrayal of Peter Falk doing Columbo. Yep. So there's no way and I I think it's very hard for anybody to own it, to to, to put their own yep. uh, traits into it. Unlike Sherlock Holmes, you've you've had so many different mm. arbitrary different uh, um yes. styles of, of his personality. And that kind of goes with that kind of kind of a personality but but yeah, like you said, it, it it's um it's 100% Peter Falk, and, um, and Dirk Benedict, he did the best he could, but he mm. could only just phone in the whole Peter Falk yeah. uh, personality. So, yeah, of course. But, but still, it was enjoyable. It was enjoyable because you kind of felt as though you were watching uh, a play of Columbo, and it was, it was very well designed. And um, yeah, I mean, I would, I would watch another one, certainly um
1: yeah i i missed out on tickets for that i would really have liked to have gone and see i think it was 2010 it was in the uk wasn't it
2: so it that was, was, was i'm i had a spare ticket would you believe <laughs>
1: <laughs> if only we could turn back the
2: oh man i, I
1: did hit, i did hit mrs colombo that i did want tickets for the show but they didn't they didn't emerge
2: so no oh that's that's what the, yeah yeah it, uh, but uh Wow. Okay. So where where was I? Yeah, I wanted to to talk about the NBC ABC situation because mm. um, what what happened um, after 1978 and then until 1989 there were no episodes. Mm. Um, NBC either weren't making them or if Peter Falk wanted to go and do other things. Um, do you know the story behind this? What what happened?
1: Um... Why it came back or why it no, was off the
2: air for so long? Why it stopped? Yeah, back in well, in, in nineteen seventy eight, surely the series that wasn't going away. It was still coming out pretty strong. And, yeah, uh, but there's a missed opportunity, I feel, for the whole eighties evolution. Yeah,
1: maybe, but you know, I I tend to think that, that by nineteen seventy eight, while, while that last series was still very strong, there were, you know there were, there was some. Undesirable elements were creeping into it, if you like. Whereas, oh, okay, yeah, you know, I think I think false performance. You know, he'd been doing it for so long. Then I think he was probably really a little bit bored of it. And it was getting into some of the you know, this, the silly scene in "Make Me a Perfect Murder," which you may remember. The um, the the TV executive shoots her boss because she didn't get um, his job. And there's there's a terrible scene where sort of Columbo is conducting music which is shown on a screen and it's just sort of stuff that is added in there for no no discernible purpose and it just makes Colombo look a bit of a fool and I right. think probably they ended it at a, at about the right time there um, but I, I think when they made that that seventh series in 1978 they didn't know it was going to end then mm-hmm. and there had been there was talk about them coming back for another one and it just didn't happen so it almost sort of it wasn't designed to end there it just sort of petered out and they didn't come to another agreement and then I think Peter Falk went off to start doing other things and I think probably by that time in his mind there was not going to be any more Columbo, that was the end of the road Right um, But, um, you know, ten years later it's a, it's a whole different uh, different TV era mm. and, uh, you know, the powers that be decided, you know, now's the time to to bring it back and, you know, I'm not a although I love Columbo, I'm not a big um, student of Peter Falks. Other, you know, the, his, his wider body of work. So I don't really know what he was doing in the in the mid to late 80s. So you know, perhaps he he had done what he wanted to do and was ha- was happy to come back. So I think he was pretty mm. excited to you know, pull the raincoat uh, on again. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I think you know, watching it, I think the last series, um, the 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 seventh series. I'm not a big fan of the conspirators. I'm not a big fan of um, how to dial a murder. Uh, I, I think getting towards that, that late stage of the series. For, he was still good, but, mm-hmm. but not at his electrifying best. And although that's the series with Ruth Gordon in and Try and Catch Me, which is is a brilliant piece of TV, overall the quality wasn't quite as good. So I don't think it, it did any harm for this show to, to to drop off.
2: To take at, it, at the, yes. When, yeah.
0: Even with some of the murderers that I meet, I even like them too. Sometimes. Like them, and even respect them—not for what they did, certainly not for that—but for that part of them which is intelligent, or funny, or just nice, because there's niceness in everyone.
2: Well, at least, um, well, at least he had a—you know—maybe it was a good decision after all. Um, mm. So, out of all the. Um, the different killers that uh, Columbo encountered on his journeys. I mean, there, there's some very well-known people, who, um, uh, from Leonard Nimoy, William Shatner, a lot of Star Trek uh, personalities actually um, appeared throughout the series. Um, yes. And, and then right to the end, there was Billy Connolly in 1999, mm. and uh, uh, Patrick McGowan was was constant presence and the supporter of the show, even directed a few yes. episodes. Um, yes that's right can you think of any um actors actresses past or present that you would have relished to have seen um being put through the ringer by colombo yeah. as, a, as a killer who would who would you have loved to have seen him um oh, face off against
1: put up against yeah and I, again actually i have written about this as well because i've i've had this debate with other colombo fans online as well about who are the ones that you know that that, that missed out and we should have seen it and what i think is is a biggie who i think would have been absolutely brilliant was is peter cushing i think he would have been
2: oh, sensationally
1: so yeah. um maybe in mid 70s you know just before star wars came back because he's he's very cold and very icy very calculating very cerebral and although he's a bit older i think he he can still come across as being very dangerous as we saw in grand Moff Tarkin in mm-hmm. In Star Wars, so yeah. for me, yeah. he would have been absolutely excellent uh, in the role for that. And staying on the Star Wars theme as well, I thought um, Billy Dee Williams, A.K.A. Lando Calrissian, would have been really good in that as, as a younger villain. Yeah. They never had a black killer in the show either. I think he could have been really good as a you know a smooth, new money, Lothario type who very much a womanizer, and maybe he you know committed a crime of passion or some sort. I see that. Yeah, yeah, I think he'd have been excellent, and and a few other Frank Sinatra. I mean, Peter Fork was friends with him. Again, he yeah. could have been very good in the show as well. And I think I think it's possible that he would have he would have done it as well. I know he was the world's biggest star at the time, but you know, but why not? You know, they do. They you know Peter Falk appeared in the you know the Frank Sinatra celebrity roast in 1977. So That's they were it. still chums back right then. It could have been that could have been really good. That was yeah. spine
2: tingling. Love that. That was spine tingling that um that roast when Peter Falk came on and did the whole oh, autograph. thing. really
1: excellent.
2: Spot really, on.
1: Very entertaining. Yeah. Great great comic actor as well. And I think that, that really showed it Yes. Uh, as well as any. Yeah. Two Votanic,
0: Colombo Franks and I. That's all. That's that that's good. That's good enough. You don't have to write out Botanic. LT Ferry. That's, that's fine. I'll all right. Could you put for the Mrs. <laughs> Lieutenant Colombo and Mrs. And Columbo. and Mrs. Frank and I'd love to. You sure that's all you want? That'd right? be good. That's it? Yeah, that's it. that's it. Did I say love? Love, love? love. Say
1: love. Yeah. Yes. All right. Could you put the missus first? <laughs> um, and and another one I'd earmark kind out of like to see would have been Roger Moore, so again a very smooth British um sort of upper class, upper-crust villain as well. Mm-hmm. Um just before of course James Bond blasted into Mega Stardom. But I think he'd have been uh, really good as well. And if you think of women that could have could have been in the role uh opposite him, I think Anne Bancroft would have been would have been good for that because I think she could have been similar to Lee Grant mm-hmm. in Ransom for a dead man, sort of a, a provocative, confident, um forthright woman. And she could have really put um, Colombo, very ill at ease. She could have made him feel quite uncomfortable. With uh, she could lead him a little
2: bit. She could totally lead him. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. She could. So I think that that would have been very interesting yeah. to see. So, uh, but yeah, how, how about you? Anyone you'd have liked to have seen in the show?
2: Well, I've I've made a short list myself, and uh, I was thinking mm. about people who would just would trigger that danger element. So I yeah. had people like Oliver Reed. Um, yes, Richard Burton Oh yes. Uh Terry Garr and Joan Rivers for the for the women because I think that uh, Terry Gar I uh, I can imagine that would have been uh, hilarious in a way just to, mm-hmm. just to have her getting frustrated with her. And, and uh for some reason I just wanted to see dust I want to see Dustin Hoffman um doing something a little bit maybe an accident accidental murder that he had to just Kind of tuck away and then just trying to just act normal as if nothing. you would have
1: to be a sympathetic killer, I think. Don't you? That's it,
2: exactly, exactly. And mm-hmm. but it would have been it would just would have been interesting to have seen that. Yes, there's there's would, probably yeah, many more, but I, I can't. Mm. Uh, you know, you you could go through endless lists of people, but um, yeah, it's the ones that would just trigger that that fear that would that would mm. you know where Colombo has to kind of tread more carefully than he would usually do.
1: Yeah, that's a, a good call on those. And another one, you know, we talked about Star Wars Link as well. And another one I thought of in the past that would be good. DeForest Kelly. Why not make the, you know, the great oh. Star Wars trio of Kirk, Spock and Bones yeah. in Star Trek? Because DeForest was such an impatient, angry man in Star Trek. He could have been a really unpleasant killer. Yes. and He could have really been frosted to Columba and that could have, could have worked well as
2: well. Exactly. I mean, he he had such a, a good range. He was uh, he mm. was into the westerns um, as a young young actor, but he was such such a gentle actor, such a gentle person. Even though his persona mm. was often quite edgy and uh, yeah, um, so and, and probably very similar to Columbo in in that sense.
1: Yes, quite possibly.
2: Okay, so how does um, how does Columbo compare to other uh, television detectives? I mean, when it, when it comes to the structure of the show. The one thing mm. that is uh, re- strikingly different is that the, the ki- we we know who the killer is. Yeah, um, it's the first scene we watched That whole thing develop. Um, so the guest stars have to always be strong. The uh, the yes. series depends on on those first five ten minutes to hook the audience, and you don't mm. see Columbo until until he step, steps usually steps out of the car at uh, the crime scene. So. Um, when you compare that to others where not necessarily you know who the murderer is, mm. um, uh, do do you, do you enjoy watching those other detective shows or it, it, do you just find that the, the element of surprise is just not that important?
1: Uh, I, I do enjoy watching other, other detective shows and, and particularly I'm, I'm a fan of um, Sherlock Holmes. I really like the original stories and the, mm-hmm. the version that was on in ITV R- in the 80s and 90s. I forget the actor. Jeremy, Jeremy. Oh, forgive me for oh. forgetting his name. Uh, that the, was Sherlock Holmes in that. He was excellent. That was brilliant. But those are the, those are very strong stories. Now, I'm not necessarily a big fan of of what I would call the sort of everyday detective TV shows. Yeah. Um, I don't watch a lot of them. I you know, quite like CSI, but there's it's, there's no comparison to Columbo there at all.
2: They seem to be very um, just procedural and re- repetitive in a way.
1: Yeah, and, and a lot of gadgetry, and you mm. know, and also a lot of a lot of the the detective shows of today, uh, you've really got to be in it for the long haul. You know, there's yeah. there's lots of series; they're, they're very long series. So you know, there's what twenty yeah. odd episodes in a series as well. And I really like that. You know, there's a relatively few episodes of, of Columbo as well, so you can really build up a familiarity with yeah. them. And you're always going to have your own favourites. And I think that that was good about Sherlock Holmes as well is that you know the original. Sherlock Holmes stories that were translated into TV, I think there's a similar amount than there is to, than there is to Columbo. There's about mm. 60 or 70 uh, stories, uh, and that works well. But, you know, as you mentioned earlier, Columbo to turning the, the genre on its head and showing the murderer helped set it apart for me. Yeah, you know, I'm quite happy to watch a detective show where I'm trying to puzzle it out as well. But it really does work well, particularly when they've got a really good clue that is something that's going to be really hard to get, and Columbo just methodically work his way through it, figures it out, and then at the end when he catches him, even you know a killer is still not got a clue that he is under suspicion, and then Columbo reveals that that's it, that's it, you're finished, pal. It is just so satisfying to watch, but still I think some people don't get it if they haven't really watched a lot of Columbo. Mm they'll they'll watch an episode of columbo they'll see they'll they'll know who the killer is and they'll they'll watch the episode and they'll think well columbo just st- stuck with this guy until the end until he yeah until he confessed what's the point in that but what that doesn't do is give enough credit to the show and the show's writing and the structure of the show that is it only shows columbo hanging around the killer because that is what needs to be done to further the be- episode plot, did you see what I mean. He's yeah. doing other investigation work behind the scenes. He very often references the other work he's done behind the scenes. You yeah. just don't need to see that because it's not it's not furthering the episode. It's not it's not building the, the rapport or the tension with the killer. And that's what Colombo is, is really so good at. It's a very talky show. Yes. It probably wouldn't wouldn't be made today, I wouldn't have thought, with you know all this flashbang um TV that, that we have at the moment, and that probably shows yeah. how little TV I actually watch. If I'm describing something as flash bang, but <laughs> it's, it's probably
2: about it, right. It, actually, it's very
1: much yeah. Well, hmm. that's how I perceive it. Although, as I say, I don't watch a lot, of, a lot of new TV.
2: No, me but, um,
1: Yeah, the joy of the show is is that interaction between Fork and the Killer, and when the Killer is is very well cast and is 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 very different to Columbo as a character and as a, as a personality, and just just in appearance as well. It works very well. And that's why, you know, Jack Cassidy will always be my favourite Columbo killer because he was so perfect, so, so charming, but so, so, such fun, mm. but also so, you know, dastardly in every episode he appeared in. He, Jack Cassidy, was always having a blast. You could tell when they were filming as well. I think, and that really shows. So it's, you know, his episodes I, I rate very, very highly. I think he's absolutely um unforgettable, but but also the quality of the writing, the quality of the clues they had yeah. you know, in the very best episodes with the reveal at the end was, you know, it's really exceptional stuff. And, you know, they were turning these around, some of these scripts, in a very short amount of time. Mm. Yeah, they're under a lot of pressure. But, you know, you've got some great clues, and it's suitable for framing when Dale Kingston, the art critic, is caught out because Colombo's fingerprints, as well as his own, are on these stolen paintings. And then Colombo reveals his hands... From his pockets at the end, and he's wearing gloves to show that he couldn't just have put them on the painting. And it's just that writing is so good, and the way they've built up to that is so, <laughs> it's so enjoyable. That every time I watch that episode, you know, I want to stand up and applaud because it just take that Dale Kingston. He's so he was so smug, so condescending throughout the whole episode, and then he gets absolutely yeah. smacked down at the end of it. It's, it's really it's terrific stuff. It's
0: a setup, that's all. You 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 touch. Those paintings just now while I wasn't looking, you saw him do it didn't you? You put your prints on those paintings while you were bent over watching them when they were working on it. He touched them you touch you
2: it's a it's a fight of personalities and that's and um in, in a way columbus the magician a close up magician of of um of words um yes. all the distractions that uh, he talks a lot about himself. Um, even though he keeps his private life really private and yet he's always referencing yes. things that are going on in his life to the killers mm. in order to kind of just to kind of work around them, you know, that mm. are they listening? Are they not listening? And it's the not listening, um, that, uh, he's looking out for the things that, uh, um, when you're talking to somebody and you're not interested what what they're saying, your mind mm. wanders and what your mind wanders is onto are the details that's on your mind. And yep. I think that was what Colombo was looking for a lot of the time when he was working with those distractions. And that is in the writing. And that's, that's clever stuff. That's a nuance that you would not normally get in basic yeah, television.
1: You're, you're dead right. And it, that is a real, it's a real strength of the show. And it, mm. it also, you know, it really adds an, an element of mystery and unknowability, if you like, about Colombo. Because there's been a story about, you know, his wife, his family. His children. He sometimes says he has children. I don't think he has children personally, but
2: yeah. Um,
1: and yeah. depending on what the the killer the killer says, or to ingratiate himself with the killer, you know, he'll just he'll just throw something out there. And he's he, it's an important part of my enjoyment of the show. Is you know, what is he saying that is true? What can I take out of it that is true? Yeah. And, and what other you know? What of his actions? You know, a good example as well about you know about what a what a sly character he is. Um, death Lends a Hand with Robert Culp from Series One when Robert Culp kills Ray Millen's wife and, and Columbo sets the bait that um her her contact lens has been knocked out. Uh, it hasn't, but you know, Columbo blatantly plants a contact lens in the boot of um Robert Culp's car to draw him out. And then, you know, at the end of the episode, he's not saying, Oh, I planted it there. He's sort of saying oh, who knows where that came from, but what's important is his actions. And then he he tells a story about his youth and about how he was getting up to pranks as a child by putting potatoes up, car exhausts, led him to <laughs> become a policeman. And what's so good about that episode as well is that Ray Milland, after listening to this, is going to go and look up the, the car exhaust pipe to see if there was a potato in it, but he stops himself, shakes his head, turns and goes after him. So that maintains the mystery of the character, but it, you know, it's just one of those things, is anything Columbo says true? And you can take it at face value, or you can just say to yourself, nothing this guy says is true. Yes. Uh, the truth is probably it's, it's somewhere in there. You know, probably he's, his whole life is spelled out somewhere throughout the series. But it's just a fact here, it's a fact there. And I really enjoy that, that we never yeah. really get to know him.
2: It's, yeah, then the one one big mystery about his personal life is, of course, Mrs. Columbo, who mm. you there. There are a few moments where you think you're going to see her. There's when he was on yes. the uh, the boat um, mm. on the cruise, and um, you think, "Oh, is this going to be a a reveal?" But no, no, yep. she's never revealed. There's um, she- yeah, there's a funeral. Um, yep. uh, was it his funeral that he faked, or was it his wife's funeral?
1: Yeah, it was his wife's funeral. So that's from Rest yeah. in Peace, Mr. Columbus. So I think that was from 1990, and a good episode, one of the better new ones as well. But yeah, yeah, it affects his his, his wife's uh, funeral to draw out the killer, and also the, there's a photo supposedly of his wife and him on a mantelpiece that he refers mm. to throughout the episode. And at the end of the episode, we find out it's not her. It's, uh, yeah, it's a,
2: which it's is just, remarkable. His
1: wife something like that, or, or an auntie, something along those lines.
2: No, the um, the the other uh, incident where we thought we were going to see a Mrs. Columba was, of course, the wedding. Um, was it was his niece, or
1: oh yeah, I oh. Mean, that's "No Time to Die," isn't it? And that's um, from
2: yeah. That was a the... different episode, wasn't it?
1: Oh, different. That's a terrible episode. I've only watched <laughs> that a couple of times. It's, I think it's 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 dreadful. And again, that's one of the silly episodes from the nineties. And I think that one was written as a Ed McBain. Um, mystery. So it wasn't really a Columbo mystery to start with, and, no. and you know it, it shows. It, it's silly stuff. No, even you know, and even at, you know it's at a family wedding? Oh, Mr. Columbo's not there, and they're still all calling him Lieutenant, aren't they? They're not calling him by his name. Exactly. It's like the joke. The joke's gone too far here, guys. This is why the family kidnapping. Yeah. less less enjoyment of the new episodes.
2: Hmm and it i think it was more of an answer to silence of the lambs you know when when those films come out and they have you know, the kidnapping and the the, the creepy guys mm-hmm. with the ladders um and hiding away in remote locations they want they wanted that they wanted to put that out there and they thought well work well, columbo can do this and yeah. yeah, no, well, Columbo. <laughs> but you know it's still i I still watched it to its conclusion even though i did, cool. I did find it a little um, unusual too it's just unusual, I think, was more... I didn't think anything other than just, this is weird for Columbo. Yeah,
1: I mean, every Columbo is worth watching you know, at least once, but that's not yeah. one I um, regularly revisit, shall we say.
2: That's it. And uh, let's. I don't know if this is a sore subject or not, but um, did you ever see the, the, the two-seasoned version of Mrs. Columbo?
1: Uh, I've only seen the episodes that appeared on the, the Columbo DVD series that I bought. Oh, yeah. Gosh, they they were dreadful. So they, because the disappointing about the Columbo DVDs, they never gave you any extras, you know, and there's a whole load of potential in that. The only bonuses they ever gave you, these episodes of Mrs. Columbo, and that's the sort of bonus I can do without. And it's unusual that they would do it as well, because Fork and and Levinson and Link, the the character creators, were so against them ever doing it in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. They still pushed on and did it against all the recommendations. And even when they knew they were going to be making it, Levinson and Link were saying, "Well, at least cast someone in the mould of Mrs. Columbo that we think she should be in." But they didn't, and they cast what it, Kate,
2: Kate. Kate Mulgrew, Mulgrew. and she, she was 24 the... years old when she was in that.
1: Ridiculous. And but, then they um... had Columbo's car shown in the credits as well. So what a load of toss <laughs> And she well, had a Eden daughter. There was a
2: daughter in- as well. So, um, and that 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 threw me a little bit when I saw that uh, mm. a couple of ah, episodes. Right. And, but really
1: good quality well, guest stars. I think Robert Culp and Donald yeah. Pleasance were amongst the guest stars as well. So good luck to them. They must have had a good paycheck. But yeah, but really trying to link that, just just milk the popularity of Colombo for, for rubbish like that. I think it, it's pretty disappointing. And I know Fork was basically disgusted with the show, and he said. If I think he actually said that, I think he said that show is disgusting. It should never have happened. Yeah, uh, and it, it got cancelled pretty quickly. Um, but no, I certainly wouldn't recommend Colombo fans look at that one. It's it's really not much to write home yeah. about. I
2: mean, it, it would be the same thing if the Norm Peterson from Cheers, who also had a wife you'd ever saw, Vera. Mm-hmm. If they suddenly made a spin off series called Vera Peterson, it, it just it just wouldn't make any sense. It would it would just oh, be the weirdest. Um, so, yeah, uh, the, the less said about that, the better, even though I, I, I love Kate Mulgrew. She was fantastic in, in Voyager and, and the films that she's yes, been in. Yeah,
1: I like her too. And
2: yeah. she, she's a very, you know, likable person. And I think the only reason why I would stick with watching any of those episodes is because she was in it. Um, so, um, but yeah, as you say, it was a, it was a paycheck job and, um, yeah. and it didn't last long enough for it to, to, to hold up, thankfully. Um, yes, Oof, yes. <laughs> now um what else have we got here the uh we've talked about the your your favorite episodes um mm. a number of them have come up we've, we've we've uh pretty much i think whenever you do a podcast or have uh, you've got your lists uh, on your um blog as well of, of your favorite episodes so i don't want to stick yes, too long in there but uh that's just one episode that that sticks out for me as well uh one of the early ones which I found was was Quite fun, uh, the Roddy McDowell episode, Short Fuse. <laughs> that's right. It, it stood yeah, out for me. Mm. What, how, how do you? What do you? How does that stand? Basically, he's a, um, a, a drug-addled young um, who's, who, uh, young man who's uh, supposed to be inheriting a business. I believe is that right? Yeah,
1: that's the, the family chemical plant. It's it's, it's a bizarre storyline, <laughs> anyway. So he's yeah. some. Madcap, f- photographer, hijinks, joker—supposed a supposed genius. Yeah. Um, who, who's? I think father owned the chemical plant, but now it's run by his his auntie and his, his wicked uncle. Yeah. And I think that, that there, there are insinuations that you know Roddy's had a chequered past with you know, drugs and carjacking, joyriding—that sort of thing as well, which aren't really explored. But it's a really funny episode, I think that one, and I don't mean funny, ha ha. I think it's it, it's a bit of an odd one. And I know it was the last one of series one to be filmed because yeah. they knew they were onto a hit, so they, they requested a an extra episode be filmed, and that episode was short fuse. And it's almost like they had half a good idea, but they were forced to to turn it into a full episode, very very quickly. Mm-hmm. So to me, it, it's it's pretty unsuccessful. I think I think the idea was good. I think the the gotcha at the end in the cable car is really good it's really tense. It's exciting.
2: Yeah. At least uh, yeah. and and the idea of using uh cigars one of the one of the icons of 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 Colombo. Um yeah. you know I and I think they they hit all of those apart from um they did they never had exploding chili. But uh, yeah. they had they yeah. had dogs that that uh, were, were able to kill on command. They had cigars mm. and uh yeah um but yeah short fuse is definitely one of those uh, i i actually enjoyed watching it i found it more amusing because of roddy mcdowell's um performance it was yeah, so it was it, way out it, there it, it, it was way out there
1: it really was he was madcap in that you know and he, he he was you know doing what roddy does uh, very yeah. well i just you know the episode for me is a bit of a it's just a bit messy I mean, it, it, yeah it shows yeah. it wasn't It wasn't really thought out enough to make it a hit. And they should have kept hold of it. They should have really, in an ideal world, would have kept it, let the idea grow for season two, and it could have been been a really good episode. Uh, I've been working through the episodes on my um, blog, and I must admit, unfortunately, that Short Fuse is currently bottom of the standings of all the episodes I've reviewed, and it's the only one thus far out of the ten or so episodes I've got through that I rate as poor. Mm. So there we go. Although, but I know not yeah. all fans not all fans agree with me on that. You don't, and a lot of people rate it very popularly. But what what I do enjoy watching is it, Roddy's fashions in that out, in that um, yes. episode. Yes, yeah. like you remember the, the skin tight blue trousers he's wearing.
2: That's right. And, you know, yeah, you
1: can, you can really you know there's a bit of Linford Christie lunchbox going on there. <laughs> His trousers are so tight. And he's sort of wearing a, 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 a puffy, blousy shirt with it as well. And it's sort of
2: That's like, it. it, yeah. It's wild. It is wild. But, um, yeah. but as, as, as you say, I big. think if you, if you, uh, it, it, it's one of those things. I mean, I, I'm terrible. I usually I can't watch films um, that you're supposed to watch with, on the surface and, and not look too mm-hmm. deep. There's a lot of films like that these days. And I've, I've, I've done a podcast where we've reviewed films. And when we, whenever we've touched upon Marvel and all those, I've, I've hated and slated them all. Um, simply because I'm looking too deep. And I think with Short Fuse, it was one of those episodes where it just didn't go deep. It didn't have a lot of depth. Like you say, it probably didn't have as much writing and as much time to really focus on it and, and get the quality up but if you just look at it on the surface if you just rise above and just look at it as a as a fun run then then it gets away with something but like you say it it, it probably would have been tighter and stronger if it was left for season
1: yeah two. i think that, that's a very fair point actually because i mean i'm looking at these particularly with with a view to reviewing them on the blog with yeah. a bit of a critical eye so i'm not just saying i love every episode which would be very easy to say yeah so yes yeah. But, you know, a casual viewer, there's a lot to enjoy in that episode, not least the soundtrack, which I think it's a, Gil Mello did the soundtrack for that one. He did a couple of really cool jazz scores in season one um, before he disappeared from the show, unfortunately. And he did the score for that episode. And there's a really cool yeah. scene, I think, in the nightclub. And there's, there's, there's a lot of really funky jazz score in the background and Roddy's necking with his love interest and there's a... <laughs> woman in a sparkly dress cage dancing or something and you think this is crazy this is brilliant and that's the highlight of the episode yeah so you're right it is a lot of fun
2: right so uh i i think uh i think we've really covered uh a lot of ground here Um and uh, yeah I've, I've really enjoyed this I've been wanting to do this for a long time
1: well thanks for having me you know I love I love talking about Colombo it's nice to have a conversation with, with someone who appreciates and, and enjoys the show as well so
2: thank you so much for taking the time to come on today it's been fantastic thank yeah, you thanks Absolutely. very
1: much I've had an excellent time I'm very happy to share the, the uh, podcast when it comes out as well
2: cheers thanks very much thank you have bye a bye good bye. day. bye 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 bye, bye, bye.
0: Сюда нельзя заходить просто так без разрешения. Excuse me, ma'am. Trash. Where Where do you put dump the trash? Но ты
2: ничего не трогай, пока не объяснишься.
0: No, 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 police, ma'am, police, police. See, hey, police. You're
2: the Where do you dump the trash? No,
0: no, no. No, the trash. Where do you put the trash? Да, да,
2: прекрасно. No, no, Trash.
0: Where's the trash? What do you need? No, no, no. Not cleaning. No, no, no. No cleaning. See? Not The trash. The big trash. No, no. Trash. 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 Падает, ты смотри сюда. Надо только ты мне треш, Ох, слава богу, значит ты не как я думала. You're a very nice lady. <laughs>
2: there we go that's the show thank you very much columbophile for checking in and uh, i've been wanting to do that interview for a number of years finally got it done it was better better late than never it was a really good conversation you can find him of course on twitter columbophile the the blog. Check him out on there. If you're a fan of Columbo, you are get a lot of value out of this. If you're not a fan, then, um, you know, you never know, you might get hooked. A big thank you for uh, listening as well. And if you want to catch the rest of the headline this episode, please do so at my website at stephenradford.com for all podcast-related needs. We also have Frame by Frame on there. I have also added um, the old Podfling Radio with David Smith, Frame by Frame, of course, is uh, the film review podcast with Andy Lewin. This is me on Headline This going solo. Thank you very much for listening. Bye-bye.
0: Consider this next question very carefully. Liquid storage bags!
2: You will never get caught short sure again thanks to... Liquid, liquid storage, bags. storage bags! Here you get eight, that's right, eight bags in which you can store your very own liquid items. Bag console separately, liquid not included. The attractive cardboard box is easy to open. With each wonderfully transparent, durable, and easily accessible. Ready, ready to, to go. go! That's right! When you've got to go, Liquid Liquid Storage storage Bags bags are are there for you! Liquid Storage Bags? That's right! Liquid Liquid Storage storage bags. Bags! They're sleek, sturdy, and stylish, and what's more, you can write all the information you need right there on the bag, where the space is provided.
1: Warning, do not write on Liquid Storage Bags.
2: Liquid Storage Bags cannot be found in any store, by phone, or online. So, you know that liquid storage bags are the product for you. And and only you. What's it called? Liquid storage bags. Ah, Uh, yeah. yeah. Liquid storage bags. We all need that moment in our lives where we are reminded about who we are and what we are about. It can come to you as a taste, a feeling. But rarely does it become a place so tangible that it is life-changing. A place where the deadlines are made by the seasons, and order thrives in the vastness of biodiversity. That place is Australia. Australia is a land where the urban culture is put in its place against a fortified landscape of beauty beyond comparison. A place... That provides lessons within an unforgiving terrain. Desert, rocks, forest and coral, these are the custodians of a frontier that is crafted by evolution to an immense scale. The land is shaped impressively, as if still freshly touched by the stars that once created them. Visit Australia and see the many creatures that go their own way and yet live in harmony with each other as they encourage and influence the wisdom of Australia's people. Where else can life teach you about the challenge and reward, about trust, strength, and the willingness to adapt and overcome? Find balance. Find yourself. Discover the ultimate destination. Australia.